Welcome to We Have Fun. We back. Welcome to We Have Fun. We back. Welcome to We Have Fun. Welcome to We Have Fun. 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 We have fun every day. We have fun. Generally, we have fun. Goodness. See, he gets it. He's aware. I never should have brought the two of you together. Uh-huh. Well, to be fair, you shouldn't have. It's true. Anyway, welcome to We Have Fun. Guys, guess what? Guess what? You're never going to guess or this. Or should we say, guessed what? We have a, we have a friend or with us. Who? Oh? See, that's why he's the he gets paid for this, and you're right. a schmuck. Guess who? Get- <laughs> Hello. Oh, I'm just doing, I do characters now. I just do. This is a horrible time to find out. (laughs) My name is Hedga. Just it's like that, but it's an hour. Did you say Helga or Hedger? Oh man, it doesn't matter. But (laughs) it's one hour uninterrupted. Yeah, guys, it's Colin Chamberlain. Everybody, give a round of applause for our friend Colin Chamberlain, friend of the pod. I'm very excited to be here. You're goddamn right. On on this pod, yeah, Mm -hmm. your first ever guest feature on this specific podcast. Yes, and this is the podcast is called We Have Fun. Yes. And it's about fun stuff and hobbies and crafts and we have we have fun. Yeah. And it's all about the who's what's and the has been's and the what's it happenings. He's got it. Well, I mean it's a good thing we got direction twenty episodes in. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry for having to struggle along with us for the first nineteen. Well I listened to all of them in preparation. Yes. Back to back to back to uh-huh. back to back. Back to back. I mean, why and, wouldn't you? And that's, that's a solid thirty-five up, hours of material. Picked up the most. Right. So, just curious, as a big fan of yours, and you're obviously a big fan of ours. I love this show. I go back and, and forth. This show on. is called "We Have Fun." Yes. yes. Which episode would you say might be your favorite? This episode. Uh, well, of this pod, mm-hmm. the <laughs> one. Do you remember the one where you guys were like? No, you're wrong. And then you're like, no, you're wrong. You know what? Based off of the uh, fan interaction, I know for a fact that episode doesn't exist. I really (laughs) like that one. Oh, I like the one where you were all like, I'm going to sit over here and Kevin sits over there and you guys, the banter one. That was a good one. Oh, you know what though? I do remember the banter one. That was a good one. That was a good one. So where do you stand on the filthy, filthy improv cruise? Troops, if you will, as oh, wow. as a stand-up comedian, like they're dirty. Like, well, I mean, like they're all dirty. That's why they're doing they improv. Need to bathe. Um. Uh, Go on. <laughs> no, uh, I don't mind it. I don't see it. Mm-hmm. I don't really associate with it. But I think that great improv is hard to beat. Like when you watch people improvise, and it's really good mm. it's like wow right. this is special mm-hmm. the problem is there's just a lot of bad improv so you see a lot of I mean I tried I hate it but uh, if you could do it well more power to mm-hmm. I mean uh-huh. you'll, you'll be you could be way more successful as a really great improviser than a stand up comedian mm-hmm. because you get cast on a show or, or you write or you you're on SNL, yeah. A movie, literally anything. Um, yeah, I mean, you do a Second City or Groundling stint. 
You're yeah, good, man. You could be great. You're in but there. it's also though, I think it's like like swimwear. Unless if you're if you're doing improv and you're not on like a touring company, like stand up is better because you could still make money locally as a comedian and work. Yeah. But if you get famous as an improviser, mm-hmm. then you could be Will Ferrell or Kristen Wiig. Yeah. Even. Or Colin Farrell. Or, or Colin Farrell. Or Colin Firth. Yeah. Colin Firth. Or Firth. Come on. Come on. Come on. They're counting on Firth you. Firth to succeed. The babies are very mad at you. Improvisation. Alright. I should leave. Together. We're done here. I'm going to go to bed, you guys. Uh, Tibet. Taipei, Taiwan. Yeah. Continue. Uh, but I didn't like, I don't like because of the group centered thing. Mm-hmm. I like to do my own thing. Mm-hmm. And I like to have, I mean, it's very self centered that if I do well, I like that it's all on me. Right. But on the opposite end, if you do bad, it's also all on you. Mm-hmm. So if you do bad, I guess with an improvising group, you uh, don't admit it. Yeah. Um, but, okay. Uh, well, okay. You have each other to lean on. I think that's true, though. Well, I mean, I'll just. It's always like, it's. You know, it's like your boy J.K. Simmons said in Whiplash. Mm-hmm. He's the, my boy. The worst. I'm Not paraphrasing. My time. Yes. <laughs> the worst. Not quite my time. And I'm paraphrasing, of course. But the worst two words in history were "good job." Mm-hmm. It's yeah. something to that. Effect. Yeah. No, I think it's definitely and like if you go up there and bomb, they're just like, "Hey, you had a great night. It was a bad crowd." Uh huh. You just yeah. defer blame. I'm, I'm not around it enough. Uh, <laughs> To see, like, if there are any critiques or mm-hmm. notes from what I've seen, there wasn't. But I also only took one class. Well, and I was like, yeah. I think I'm good. Well, if you're not great after the first class, then you just fucking give up. Well, I, yeah, I took one eight week course and I did the show, and I just remember thinking, uh, I don't ever want to do a show yeah. with this many people again. I, I've been to a lot of those shows, mm-hmm. you have. and most of them were great. Like, honestly, it's a great time. If it's a good group of people. Mm-hmm. Now that's down at the arcade. Yeah. We go down arcade Comedy Theater. Yeah. Which, which is BYOB. Yeah. So. Usually a great time down there. So um, <laughs> you, because it's BYOB. I like yeah. when you said it's usually a good time. <laughs> um, well, but, okay. but I'm not done yet. God damn it. I, w- I will say is that. Get the soapbox. It seems very safe. Because I feel like the crowd is often padded out with other improvisers. Who laugh a little bit louder than well, necessary. The, all right, so maybe that's true, but having been to various open mics, mm-hmm. if you're in the biz, as we say in the biz, uh, and you're watching the biz being done, mm-hmm. I've noticed that it's often a more uh, quiet crowd. See, well, I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a quiet laugh. Mm-hmm. But before we, <laughs> before we get there, I want to go back to a point that you said, right. just to play a little devil's advocate about like being self-centered and relying only on yourself how would you see any parallels between an improv troupe kind of living and dying by one another and having a um kind of like a a billing for a show for a stand-up show and everybody knowing one another and kind of having to follow like a monster or go up after somebody who's not quite as talented because they kind of set the course and set the tone for the crowd before so after you go up. Well, I'm just I'm thinking maybe. I think the similarities. Um, here's what I'll say. I'll answer the question with a different answer mm-hmm. because I'm not totally sure I know how to answer the question. 
And this is a great interview trick where you just, you state what they say kind of and then you switch it. So I think the similarities between the two. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, I think the similarities is that they're going up there with the intention of being funny. And anybody that really tries hard to be funny, I will always root for because it's very hard. Um, I think our philosophies differ on how it can be done. But at the end of the day, if you're making people laugh, that's you have accomplished it. Uh, I do. I am of the school of you have to really be very self-critical and analytical to get better. Some people are more of, uh, you know, it's it's more of a growing process and it's more positive affirmation. And I don't know. I don't know what's right or wrong. That's the great thing about comedy is, is that nobody, if you're doing it and you're getting people to laugh, nobody can tell you you're wrong. Mm. There's a million ways to be right. Um... You know, Larry the Cable Guy has just as much money, if not more, than, you know... Jeff Foxworthy. Yes. You know, Jerry Seinfeld. Uh Or, you know, I mean, or or Jim Gaffigan. Or... Or that French guy. Yeah, that French guy. Right. Uh, I mean, you know, there's no... If you you make people laugh, and people want to come see you... Hard to beat. That's me. That That's a great diplomatic rooting. answer. He's rooting. Yeah. For Colin us. Chamberlain, twenty twenty. That means he's rooting for us, Kevin. Hey, I'm rooting for. I um, am rooting for you guys. I hope this takes off. All um, and the four percent of people that listen to us in France. Shout out to France. It yeah. One point three eight percent of our viewership in Germany. Yeah. Like, yeah, love to see it. Yeah, we're, we're international, we're baby. We're on two continents. Unbelievable. Three countries. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Which ones? France and Germany. <laughs> and also America. Yeah. Oh, okay. Largely America. Yeah. But we have a European we're, we're still trying to figure out all the different states. So, like, d- like Texas makes sense. Shout out to the fam. Yeah, oh, yeah. that makes sense. Um, Illinois is a real wild card. Yeah. Because it has a pretty large number. Yeah. I don't know who's in Illinois. Oh, yeah. Chicago, I would I guess. We're pretty big in Chicago. Mm-hmm. I've always said it. Um, yeah. here's, what, here's what I think we should do. What should we do, Doug? We Steer know, us, sir. We know Colin is an international celebrity for being a comedian. Right. Nope. But maybe our listeners don't know that. So I'm going to give a little background on who Colin is. Okay. I would love I this. I cannot wait for this. Colin Chamberlain. Yep. That's who you are, buddy. Chamberlain. He decided he wanted to pursue comedy at a very young age. When we were in high school, in fact... And he's sitting down at a lunch table. (laughs) Oh, my God. And I'm standing nearby. And he calls to me, hey, Douglas. Because that's what he called me, because he didn't know me that well yet. I think. I don't know. And he said, hey, can you throw this empty lunch bag away for me? And I said, sure, buddy. I'll do that for you. So he tosses it to me, and I, being a world-renowned volleyball player, spike it back down at him, where it strikes a can of Coke Zero, I believe, that was sitting in front of him, which proceeded to spill all into his lap. And that's when I said, hey, that's comedy, babe. And he knew then, this, this is what he wanted to do. Did I get all the details right? Yeah, that's actually exactly what happened. I really hated high school. Um, 
Yeah, I, I, I think I carried you through it. There are there are a lot of people where if I found out they, I don't want to say anything too dark, but if someone said, you know, we can redact from, names. You remember, that, remember that person from high school? They're not with us anymore. Mm-hmm. I'll go. Oh, good. Good, mm. good, good, good. Because they were a real detriment to society. <laughs> um, yeah, that was very true. You did spill it all over me. Yeah, that was and, funny. Uh, Doug McGlynn, Catalyst of the Stars. Well, the the real story is then I went and told someone else to go point and laugh at Colin and make fun of him for it. Mm-hmm. So, I wasn't the bully. Are you? Or, I was the puppet master. Doug McLean, <laughs> catalyst to the bullies. Um, and look at us now. Are we sharing stories? Is that what we're doing? Are we sharing stories about each other? I mean, we got an hour, we so... We can share stories. You can do whatever you I'll want. Wait. I'll hold my There's nothing you can say about me... That they don't already know? ...that I don't have the power to edit out. <laughs> well, I'll save it. I'll save it uh, until I really need it. I just spilled dressing on my shirt. It wasn't me this time. They could see it. Um, I'm so embarrassed. Yeah. Oh, man. A lot of good ones. Yeah, so generally we do just kind of shoot from the hip here. So if anything pops into the old bean that you want to talk about, yeah. Oh wow! Because otherwise I'm just gonna rapid fire ask yeah. you questions. I, well, well, I don't have anything to promote or talk about or do. Hey, you got shows this weekend. I have shows this weekend at the Improv, but uh, this will come out I don't know, in a month. No, tomorrow. Uh, this will come out tomorrow. So Saturday is mostly sold out. But if you're listening tomorrow at the right time, come tomorrow being January 31st, 2020. Yeah. The Pittsburgh Improv yeah. for your French listeners who might be able to make it tomorrow. Which Jerry Seinfeld notably described as woof it's on an true. episode of Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee. So yeah. It's true. Memories. It used to be a real woof club. Um, it's better, much better now. It's very nice inside now. Very nice. I miss the brick wall. I'm gonna say. I do miss the brick wall. I don't like the screen. Mm-hmm. You should tell I them that tomorrow. Bump into it a lot. I'm a traditionalist. And I worry I'm gonna break it because mm-hmm. uh, I lean on it. And you couldn't break the wall. I couldn't break the wall. I tried. Um, but uh, yeah, the shows will be good and. Uh, I'll be back in February for the Lamp Theater. This is his own hype man. The shows yeah. will be good. The yeah. shows are great. Uh, the shows are, are, so are help going me to go. be great. <laughs> and if they're not great, um, you know, we take it very seriously. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. it's, it's, I feel a lot of shame. Do they still have good cheesecake there? No. They <laughs> do have good cookies. They, they, the menu know. changes all the time. Mm-hmm. They had some great the cheesecake. The club menus are really sad. Yeah. You know, it's just a lot of like loaded nachos. Of, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, Taco. when I worked there, there was like a big like paged menu and people only got like three things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you have like 20 minutes I, to I eat. Would, yeah, yeah. Well, I I usually just get a salad. It's hard to mess up a salad. Mm. A cob salad. Uh, I do like a cob salad, hold the blue cheese, but uh I don't want to complain, but they did put the blue cheese on the salad, so I had to eat around it. Ugh. You hate to see it. it. I hate it. Divas. I I hate blue cheese. That's why I hate coffee. You're a ranch guy? Divas. Uh, I like ranch, but they put blue cheese crumbles on it. Oh, no. Crumbles. So it was everywhere. And uh, you you try to flick them off, but the the essence is there. (laughs) I was going to say, I was a little bit concerned when you were like, I tried to pick pick the blue cheese off, and I was like, what kind of Adonis over here? (laughs) Siphoning it. 
But uh, anyway, the, the shows will be fun if you're around. Come if you're down, listening from outside. Have some nachos. Just go to the club no matter what. Whether Perhaps you're at Sing Sing. Or, Dave and or, Buster's. Or whoever's there. Play just some go. Ball. Just go. Go to Rock Get Bottom. Get out of your house. Honestly. Get out of your house. Stop sitting and watching whatever show that is fulfilling the love that you did not get as a child. I promise you it will not help. Honestly. Don't interact with You've people. been out for three weeks. Just fucking go I, in your I've house. I've never watched it. I'm, I'm very against shows that are very... And it's not a hipster thing. It's, it's a thing of I like junk food. I like fast food, I like junk food, and I like The Office. I like stuff that I can consume all of the time mm-hmm. that is not like people, like, you know, when they ask me my favorite movie and I tell them, like, Pirates of the Caribbean, they're like, no, what you, I say, uh, oh, sorry, the Rush Hour trilogy, Wild Hogs. And then they understand. And then they're like, oh, he has no taste. That is true. <laughs> I have no taste. Hey, so stop telling me. I don't need you to disparage the Rush Hour trilogy. I I I, I love it. I really think Colin. it's the funniest, like the funniest trilogy I've ever seen. I'd agree with it's that. It's so funny. Speaking of which, the news that I got excited about that I was going to tell Yins tell before us. we start recording. Mm-hmm. Now I can tell you because this is a natural segue. Lethal Weapon Five. Wow, really? They're doing it. And I like a I like a buddy movie, you know? Oh, buddy movies are the best. Especially if you watch them with your buddies. Like, everyone's... Did you see Parasite? No, not yet. I haven't seen it, and I don't, I don't think I'll ever see it. Because it's not a buddy cop movie. It's just like, I don't want to watch a movie called Parasite. It's upsetting. Okay. You know? Well, I mean, that's a take. What if it was a pair of sights, and it was about glasses? If it was called Pair of Sights and it was about two either attractive women or attractive men that had to go to like a boot camp, mm-hmm. then I would watch that. <laughs> Interesting. You know, very it's specific. Like pair of Sights, you know, they look at these lookers and then I end up in boot camp or police academy. It has to be a situation. I think where you're thinking of should, Stripes. Yes. <laughs> I like a what movie, a movie where people are in a situation where they go, how did we get here? Right. I like that. I think right. we're due for like a Police Academy 19. Yeah. Any day now. Yeah. I'm sure it'll we're get announced. We're apparently getting another Beverly Hills Cop. Yeah. And there's another coming to coming to America too. Mm-hmm. That's true. <clears throat> Eddie Murphy back on the scene. I'm happy for him, but at the same time, I just want the goddamn comedy special. I just want him to release more music. Please don't. My baby, funny on a time pot. I hope Eddie Murphy doesn't hear this and sue us. What a jam that is, though. Such a good song. Uh, yeah. It's going to be in your head the rest of the night now. So good. That, he has the catchiest songs. Party all the time. Didn't Rick James produce that? He sure um, did. He has <laughs> Beverly Hills Cobb theme song. He had that ice cream song in his special. Ice cream paint job. Yep. Um, anyway. Thanks, Doug. What have you found? Thanks for out? coming in clutch with that title. What if, like, one of these days at a Gucci Mane concert? I don't even think that was Gucci Mane. But he did. I like how you looked at me like I could confirm or disagree. Either way. Is it Gucci Mane? I don't think it was. But. I'm going to stick with Gucci Mane because it's funnier in my mind. Okay. At a Gucci Mane concert, he just 
rev- takes a mask off as though he were either in Scooby-Doo or the Mission Impossible series, and it's Eddie Murphy underneath, and it's been Eddie Murphy this whole time. I mean, that'd be funny. But he created a new identity to do rap because he didn't think it would look good if he was in a children's series like Shrek, uh-huh. and then also giving us these hard-hitting street truth raps right i don't know how to respond to that but i'm going to take it in a different direction did you see recently that picture that said uh trippy red looks like greta thunberg cosplaying as lil wayne i feel like i saw yeah i did see that and it's 100 percent spot on <laughs> You know, my high favorite paint job was by Duro. About no. <laughs> this podcast is, and this is a compliment to the both of you, is how you both have, you're both essentially having a conversation with yourselves. And you're just <laughs> taking turns of who's, who's part of it. Doug will say something about Gucci Mane. And Eddie Murphy. And Eddie Murphy that only makes sense to himself <laughs> that he's been sitting on for a little bit. Kevin will respond... Like not acknowledging it all with another sentence, something that he's talking about. Doug will then he'll go throw back to Doug and Doug will say, you know, as uh, Hove once said, uh, and he'll go quote, and then Kevin will then respond with, I love that. Because you get all these dumb podcasts where they're listening to each other and they're having conversations. This podcast is different. It's two guys. Uh, it, imagine if you were on a park bench between two people on a Bluetooth headset. <laughs> That's what it would be like. If you were sitting next to two people on two different Bluetooth phone calls. That's what this is, That's what this is like. I like that. It's different. Woo. I got a chuckle. I can't wait to wind up in a joke someday. It's really good. Oh, man. I love it. It's happened to me a few times. It's great. It's always a fun surprise. Um, Wow. Well, then, since we've been properly eviscerated. It's true. true. He he pulled a Jon Stewart on us. (laughs) We're the 2007 Republican Party, and he's Jon Stewart. Oh, my God. It's high praise. Um, Well, then, what would you like to talk about? Let's talk about these nice boots of yours. Thank you. I would love to talk about them. Um, well, I was having a boot dilemma. Mm-hmm. And it's very hard for me to make decisions. I don't know if you guys have this feeling too, but I always feel like if I'm going to buy a boot, I have to research every boot possible, and I'll go to buy it, and I'll say, I don't deserve this. I don't. I shouldn't get boots. Mm-hmm. What am I doing buying boots? What do you, who do you think you are, Rockefeller? <laughs> and I'll be like, my shoes are fine that I have. And then I'll go outside, my feet get wet, and I'll say, I wish I had some boots. <laughs> So there was a pair of boots I really wanted, and they were like $250. Mm-hmm. And I said, oh, boy, I bet they're great boots. And he, he said, I'm a rich celebrity now. And I World said, renowned. I am living by the skin of my teeth in an apartment that should be condemned. And uh, so I'm not buying these $250 boots, but I did buy these at DSW for about $70. They look similar to what I like. They're insulated. They're waterproof. You gotta have a good boot. DSW is great. DSW is really good. I mean, it is. I have gotten most of my shoes there. I think over my adult life. I'd argue it's the designer shoe warehouse. Would you? Is there any competition? Um, well, literally any other designer shoe warehouse. Yeah, other well, DSWs. Oh, um, 
I don't like any like other shoe stores. I don't like. I just there's. They feel like you has everything, and they have a lot. Other shoe stores feel like they don't cater to me. Yeah. It's like they cater largely to like twelve year olds. Twelve year olds or like sneaker heads. Yeah. Yeah, but I could get that second like, point. Like then it's like finish line. They have four pairs of Nikes. Mm-hmm. And then there's like always a pair of sandals left out of a box. Yeah. You know, it's it's very odd. So with like foot lockers and finish lines and stuff like that, and something that I've noticed more more distasteful than the employees that work there, because I feel like I can shoe shop by myself. I don't need somebody... Like, I'm really only looking for aesthetic. I don't need somebody that doesn't want to be there to come and lecture me on what that shoe does for me and my lifestyle. Are they still doing that? They're still doing that. Well, really more often than not, now they're just looking at their phone and giving you side eye. But what... Like, not not that it... (laughs) That felt pointed. (laughs) Not that it bothers me, but it's just like, why are you selling t-shirts and clothes at a Foot Locker? Yeah. Like, I didn't come in there for a basketball... Jersey, I'll get that at Dick's or I'll get it from the Chinese. With that said, I would buy one of like the ref shirt uniform. Oh, well, if they, they sold their uniforms, I'd buy that, sure. Yeah. But like Popeyes is selling their uniforms now. Are they? What? Yeah. I don't know. You I was the full regalia and then walk in there and be like, I'm Mr. Popeye, give me free chicken. Mr. Popeye. Yeah, I don't know. I was on the hunt. On the hunt. I was on the hunt for some Nikes last Christmas time. Were you like Mac Miller, Nike's on my feet? R.I.P. Truly. Um, but... We'll tell you when you're older. He... You just lost Kobe. You're not ready for this. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> you... You... Um, and, and there's our first edit, Doug. Wait until he finds out about Prince. Fingerprints? I mean, I don't think it's legal now. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. But so did you get the Nikes? I didn't because they didn't have any tens anywhere. I guess tens like the most. You're sawed. not a Nike guy either. Well, I mean, I wanted something a little flashier, and oh, yes. that would go with like a you know not like a very standout uniform mm-hmm. type of thing, but just something that I could wear daily. I was looking for a daily driver, you know. Right, right. And I don't remember what I was looking for. I think I was just Nikes. looking for a pair of Air Maxes, <laughs> and. Uh, oh, <laughs> This is what we do. uh, This is it. I go through shoe phases like every couple months where I'll be like, I need a good tennis shoe that looks nice. And then I'll get a shoe and I'll be like, this is not what I wanted. You know? Mm. I I don't know. I always have buyer's remorse. The shoes I have now I've had for two years. The insides are... You're wearing socks right now. Oh, yes. I don't wear shoes in my house because I'm not filthy. Well... Uh, Sucks. Well, uh, I leave the shoes. I I p- prefer when someone I go to someone's house and they say, "Can you take your shoes off?" I'm almost more offended. Yeah. Because it, it's what they're telling me is I have to trust their floors. Yeah. That's very uh, braggadocious to think that your floors are so clean. Um. Mine could be. Yeah, I'm gonna leave mm. my shoes on. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> and it's also good for a quick getaway. That's true. Do you have to stop and put you, your shoes on? Are you trying There's to make a quick getaway? There's always thing where you're trying to put your trying to slip your shoes on while you say goodbye, and you're doing like the one leg up in the air. You're like trying just to slide it on without untying it. It's mm-hmm. horrible. It adds an extra five minutes to the leaving. Well, leave the shoes on. Have your jacket. I'll I'll leave my jacket on if I can. 
The full winter coat. Yeah. Oh, I'm just stopping by for a couple minutes. I got a thing. Yeah. I'm yeah. always just trying to set myself up to leave quickly. Next time we're at some sort of function together, I'm going to be watching your feet. Watching. To read you. Watch my feet. If they start pointing towards the door, that means time to go. Yes. <clears throat> they start tapping Morse code. He's going to be across the room, just like high kicking towards the door <laughs> to get my attention. Yeah. Uh, Subtly, though. Yeah, it'd be very subtle. Oh, man. So, anyway, you're a big New York City comedian now. Big time. And by that, I mean, you mean I live in New York City. I do call myself a comedian. Yeah. And, and New York City is big. And New York City is big in size. Yeah. Yes. And time passes. Does it? Thank you. Yes. Yeah. That way, all of the words in your sentence were interpolated. Sure. Big sky country. God's yeah. country. Mm-hmm. The big cannoli, as they say. Yeah. Um, easy. How's that working out for Sin you? Sin City. New York is good. Uh, it's a great city to really f- figure out whether you want to do something. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's a good city to go to if you say, I'd like to put myself in the most extreme situation possible <laughs> and figure out if this is a hobby or something I plan on doing with the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. So that's good. Um, it's good to, you know, I don't know. It's the same thing. You hear, oh, New York is great. It's a lot of stage time. Who cares? Mm-hmm. Have um, you had ramen in New York? I have not been to a ramen place. There's one right by my apartment. But I have eaten a lot of ramen in my apartment. You should go to a ramen place. Yeah, I'm go- I'd like to. <laughs> I will. I, I'm a creature of uh, habit that, like, I'll find, like, three places that I like, and that'll be it forever. McDonald's. Yeah. Chipotle. There's, there's a, which is apparently owned by McDonald's. Really? Also, yes. allegedly, uses child labor. That's what I hear. What? Chipotle? That yeah. meat at Chipotle? It's children. It's children. It's oh. soil and green. Yes. Do they use kids to what? But kids aren't people. Subsolent. What, what, what are they? What's up with child labor? This uh, is his. No, no. Child labor. What's up with the? Ch- I don't know. This was your point that you brought up. Uh, I just brought okay, up the Google. By McDonald's. Hey, uh, what was the Chipotle child labor thing? Here's a result from search. Okay, cool. Thank you. Um, Chipotle fined for a whopping thirteen thousand two hundred and fifty-three child labor violations. Uh, I thought you were going to wow. say dollars. I was like, yeah, that's, that's nothing. Uh, ordered to pay a fine of nearly one point four mil. Where were the kids? The kids were in... After a parent in Beverly, Massachusetts complained that their child had been forced to work at Chipotle past midnight, further examination of Chipotle... Oh, my God. Discovered... It's not real children. It's people that are 16 years old, probably. Yeah, 16, 17 years old across the state have been scheduled to work more than nine hours per day. I was picturing, like, are little kids. Are you kidding? <laughs> this is what a child... Li- this, this is the problem, is that they call this a child labor issue... And it waters down. Now we, there are children throwing themselves off of buildings, making iPhones, falling into a net, bouncing back up, uh, and and they are like, oh no, you don't. Like, <laughs> back to the line with you. Like they're they're being taken from their homes at night by Apple <laughs> to go make iPhone XRs, and they're calling Chipotle, Chipotle scheduled seventeen year olds to work nine hours, and this is a child that. That is, I don't want to be one of those, like, I don't want to be a boomer. It's like, back in my day, you know? But it is ridiculous. Like, I, I was just, 
No one cared. No one cared where I was. Apple's over here with Spider-Man on retainer, making sure no one have any jumpers. I've I've got 20-year-olds that work for me that will literally kill for more than 20 hours a week. And these 16-year-olds are being handed 50-hour-a-week working situations. What do you mean they're working nine hours? Are they working after school? It says they were working past midnight. And which is, uh, I know, like, when you have a work permit, it's a violation. Yeah. Because I'd always have to work. I remember that was great because you'd be like, can't work past midnight, can't mm-hmm. work past 1130. And then you'd have your driver's permit or your your junior license or whatever, and you couldn't drive past a certain time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so you had to get called off by then. I remember how liberating it was once you could drive past a certain time. Yeah. Even though you usually didn't have any reason to yeah, be out of that nowhere time. to be. Yeah. I had nowhere to be for a long time. Wow. Um, <laughs> but that's, you know, neither here nor there. I get into that. But, uh, God, it's crazy that that's a child labor issue. Yeah. Technically, they're, which is the best kind of correct. If that's the case, then those kids should, I want to see proof that they're still children. Those, I want, those minors I should see, unionize. I want to see like some, some high chairs in their houses. I want to see them being tucked in. I need proof that they're kids and not like vape smoking, riddling, Adderall taking monsters that are, that are, hate their parents. Who are going to be up till three in the morning anyways. Mm. Those, yeah, exactly. Those <laughs> kids are blowing more lines of Adderall than the Wolf of Wall Street. So don't, like, they're going to be fine. Yeah, I was really kind of disappointed reading that because uh, I was expecting some sort of, like, 1890s kid stuck in a grinding wheel. Just shredding lettuce. Yeah. It's a shame. But, really, you know. Child labor is bad, man. Truly. <laughs> Make but, child labor great again, really. Child labor, I read a good... That's our, that's our platform these days. Yeah. Bring it but back. that's good that it's working out for you. Happy to hear that. Oh, yeah. yeah. New York is good. I mean, it's a good place to be. It's a good place to hone everything. It's still very early in my time there, so uh, it's a hard restart, but it's good. You feel you're totally immersed in it. Um, you look handsome. <clears throat> Thanks. Yeah, Beard's coming in great, buddy. Thank you. I, bl- uh, I credit New York with all of that. Yeah, I mean, you know what's funny is... Keeping you young. Beard is something that I know people will say... The last time I saw you, you didn't have the beard. Or the beard's looking really good. Mm-hmm. And I have had a beard since I was in college. I have pictures of you without it. With, yeah. With, like, just the goatee. With just the goatee. So I almost wonder it's when jarring. people are saying, what do they, do they just not remember? Well, I, I appreciate any compliments that the beard looks good. But I did have someone say, the last time I saw you, you didn't have a beard. Maybe that's what it was. And I, I was like, unless you saw me when I was... 17, 18. Yeah. I had a beard. And maybe they did. Maybe, but I don't think so. Mm. Maybe they were just focused on your beautiful baby browns. Thank you. Your brown um, eyes. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I was saying. Both of them, not the one, the two. I can't, I'm afraid to shave. I had a, actually had a dream last oh. night that I shaved. You're recovering. Yes. Oh, uh, yeah, I heard a little bit about your bee hole. Yes. All the hair that you took out. <sighs> did you use electric razor? No. Straight razor. Oh, well, at least you didn't narrow it. Chopping motions. It's just scissors. Yes. <laughs> um, snip, snip. Did you put shaving cream down there? A lot of blood. Uh, why? Wait, how did you shave it? With an electric razor? We just went over this. What did you do? Straight razor? Yes. A lot of chopping motions. Yeah. Oh. Did you just have a stroke? No, I mean, did you actually use a straight razor? 
Did I actually use a straight razor to shave my butthole? Well, I would like <laughs> no, to know I what you mean, used. I did not shave down there. I shaved the beard. I thought you shaved your butt. No. I thought, before we listened to anything about how you shaved your butt? No, my face. You Are you saying that you think my face is a butt? <laughs> no, I thought the podcast—it's oh, the that ones we you think you know the earlier, Where you said you shaved your butthole? No, you just have butthole on your brain. People do shave that area, right? Do yeah. You, well, you should—I don't think you're supposed to shave it. So to much wax. You're supposed to wax it. I would man. never. I don't. I don't mess around. Kevin knows someone who can do that. I do. Me. She's a good girl. Yeah. Big fan, but they don't. So they, I guess you have to go to a like a very special place to get like men because be whole. they're going to a very special place. Yeah, no. So it's like most like estheticians will just like whatever. They'll just like wax a girl's bee hole, but like a dude's bee hole's got to be done by somebody different, probably by like a dude with that duct tape. Yeah. So you shaved your face with a straight razor. Pussy. It's a normal razor. And it hurt. No. It well, it hurt my pride. Because took ten years off his age. Yeah, and I saw. I looked in the mirror and saw John Candy staring back at me. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! And I love John Candy. I just don't want to look like him. Sure. Well, that's good. I mean, he came back good. Yeah. How long did it take you to grow back? About two weeks. Yeah, I I had a dream. I shaved my Never. beard off too much, and I I was like distraught when I woke up. Mm. Wow. I couldn't. I can't shave this. It's too, it's too long. I hate it. Um, you should shave your mustache. And just have a beard? Yes. And a mustache? Really, a blank in it. Yeah. Um, I would love to rock a mustache one day, mm. but it's also a thing of like, I don't know, I've had this beard for so long, I know how long it took me to grow it. Yeah. So I don't want to shave. Uh-huh. It probably wouldn't take as long to regrow. I mean, maybe down here where it's thick. Yeah. It, would take, it wouldn't take that long to kind of regrow, but... I don't want to change something. Well, I think the thing, uh, maybe not so much with the beard growth, but I, you know, moving to New York City, you know, because you have to specify, because right. if you move to Buffalo, nobody gives a fuck. Rochester. But if you, if you move to New York City, I think that's a great excuse for doing a lot of crazy shit. Like, you're in a good time period where you can do, like, a lot of weird shit, and people will just be like, oh, well, it's just because he moved to New York City. I blue. Yeah. I, uh, I... I, I don't like to take any risks with my facial hair or my, I, I have a haircut that is too short and I was considering like, maybe I'll just wear a hat this whole weekend. <laughs> and people say, what's, I have always worn a hat. Huh? But, uh, you used to wear a hat all the time. I know. I used to wear a hat a lot, but that was a phase. A lot. That was back when you just had a goatee. I mean, Colin was rocking a goatee and a backward snapback. <laughs> yeah. I, you know. That's when Colin was channeling real 2003 style we had to, in we 2013. Had to grow, we all had to grow up a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, that That's good. What, would, what, what do you think is the most New York thing to happen to you so far? I mean, I see a lot of weird people and stuff. I was on the subway the other day, and this lady got on and was screaming and swinging her arms. And then this, there was this Jamaican guy who was trying to calm her down. She was blowing her nose on the floor. Hegemony. And I thought oh. she was going to punch one Hegemony. of myself or my, one of my friends in the face. She was like swinging her arms right near her face, just screaming. And uh, my buddy was like, oh, the next stop is ours. So we get off the train. He goes, no, it's not. And then we just went up a car and got back on. <laughs> and uh, that was pretty New York. I mean, I've seen people, you know, they defecate and the... Subways and uh, they good buddy bad, but mm-hmm. I don't know. It's not as 
it's it's more just like there's just a lot going on. It's hard to focus on anything there. Yeah. Like I I, I've, I saw a lady on okay I, the craziest thing I maybe I've seen was a lady pushing a stroller Chinese woman mm-hmm. pushing a stroller walked out into traffic as it was coming through Times Square almost got hit. She fell on the street with the stroller. Oh boy. And another one went and dragged both of them out of the street before the car came. That's and midtown, just baby. Screaming and like, ah! Like, it was crazy. And I felt nothing. What I'm saying <laughs> that I looked at them and thought, like, I'm going to watch a child and a mother die. I had my headphones in. I walked past them and I turned to see what was going to happen. I had no instinct to stop. Go help. I don't know what that means. I don't know if that just means that I value my time. But <laughs> I think it means you're becoming a New Yorker. I mean, it's crazy how little... Because you're just like, someone will take care of that. <laughs> yeah, I'm a big someone else will take care of that kind of guy. Yeah. I Like, if there's a, a spill or a fire or something, it's like, oh, someone will obviously mm-hmm. see that. Yeah. That's not gonna They're not going to put this responsibility well, yeah, on there's me. There's no way I'm going to be responsible for this. The, the last time... Did you have a point? I just, I wanted to know what misfortune led him to Times Square in the first place. I was doing some temp work down there. Uh, that's what'll, that'll do it. Were you the guy in the Elmo suit? I was not. I was in some office, I'm sure, to do some sort of temp work, which I hate doing. I'm a bad temp. Don't hire me. Bad temp, great perm. I, 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 I did a temp job at some real estate company where I was putting together their mailroom after they moved offices. And after the guy that was kind of supervising me left, he was just like, if we have too much stuff, just feel free to throw it out. He's like, I don't want a bunch of excess. I threw so much stuff away <laughs> that, like, was probably very, like, I threw bags and bags of, like, packing slips and uh, manila folders. And, like, if I couldn't find a place for it, I'm mm-hmm. just throwing it out. And no one knew. So he was filling these industrial-sized garbage bags, and I was taking them out for them. And I just didn't want to ask where anything went. And you don't want to be a burden. I filed things wrong so many times just because I didn't want to ask what to do. And, I, and it's crazy that they would trust me with people's leases and financial documents. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I and mean, I'm really bad at it. Yeah. I don't care. Hmm. That's a problem. Well, yeah. I guess you're not getting that job. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, it was 11.47 at night, so I yawned. Um, How dare but, you? Uh, but, yeah, I, 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 I was in Manhattan for some sort of temp work. Right on. Last time Doug and I were in New York, we met a genius mathematician on the subway. That's true. Uh, he was a homeless man, allegedly. Sure. My favorite but, homeless man. But, so he, he was... Um, I feel like a beggar has a negative connotation to it, but he was very aggressive. He seemed like a shyster. As, you know, uh... He's trying to hoodwink people. Yeah, you know... That'd be um, to me. But he, he started off with asking for... Was it the was it the sum? It was like... He needed like 10, 10 bucks. We'll just say it's 10. Yeah, I don't know what the yeah. exact, you know, monetary number was but right. it was like i need 10 bucks and he was just up and down but he's very aggressive about it he's very waspy about it and then as soon as like That's the train word for the, the train comes and then he's a beautiful minding the entire car <laughs> he's getting a total tally and it's it's what first started off as i need ten dollars i need ten dollars to get home as soon as that car comes it's if i could get 
40, 40 cents in nickels from everybody in this car. And then it's just very much spiraling if out of control. If 18 people could each give me four cents, I could have enough money to finally give me some new shoes and change my life for the better. And, you know, wow. just went on I, and I on. like when... I don't we saw a few times. Money, but I like when they come on and they have an act. You know, mm-hmm. where it's like... Like, uh, good, good morning, everybody. I do not want to take too much of your time. Uh, I am homeless. I am a veteran. I am looking to get my life back together. I have had food poisoning for two weeks. Oh, my god! And then they'll go up and down the train, and they'll be like, if anybody can help, please. And then the train will stop. They'll get off. They'll go to another car. They'll do the same thing. And I, I appreciate the effort mm-hmm. of the performers. But I, I mean, you just don't. It can't make eye contact. See, if the, if someone comes up to me and tells me they've had food poisoning for two weeks, what they're really telling me is they're taking time bomb. That's a bad golf. And, and I need to put some distance mm-hmm. between the two of us immediately. Yeah. I have to imagine like doing that as like your hustle and not really being prepared like homelessness that just grabs you mm. you know and you're thrust into a situation where you have to be on a you know a subway car in midtown with a, with your little five minute routine uh-huh. and it, i have to imagine it's it's doing that and then seeing like hosier busking like on the far end station is like the same as like being a stand-up guy and then seeing like pete holmes like just dropping in yeah. To do a five-minute thing, it's like, well, fuck. <laughs> like, like, I'm putting all this work into it. This is just something to fill some time for him. Talented musicians, and you just look and you're like, they're playing in the subway, mm-hmm. and you're like, there is just too many people trying to do something, mm-hmm. and that's why I'm all about the coronavirus. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm all for it. Let's, uh, you know, we we're due for a plague. It. You and know, if, it, if I gotta fall, trim the fat here. You know, mm-hmm. that's on me. Yeah. If I fall to it, it's the end of your worries. I don't have to say any more emails. Yeah. yeah. You know? Well, I think it's true. fantasize about that. Oh, wow. I mean, can you imagine a world where you don't have to worry about ever sending uh, an email again or receiving an email? Beautiful. Amazing. What a beautiful thing. That's, that's death. Yeah. I think that's, that is death. I think that's why I kind of not prefer LA, but what I like about LA is that, like, there's so many talented people in New York City. There are so less talented people in Los Angeles, yeah. but everybody's got like this dream. Just they sure no, think they're talented. They're just, there's just no action. There's no action to get it done. So, I mean, really, the pull is very uh, muddled. <clears throat> well, I like. But you know, there's not a lot of star I, power I, there. I, I visited LA, considered moving there, and about a day and a half, I said, "If I ever live here, it will be because someone says." You have to move here. Mm-hmm. You have to move here because we need you for something. But I am of the philosophy of iron sharpens iron. So, like, I went to New York to become a better comic and be better at the business and the whole thing. Where I think you go to, you go to New York to get better, you go to L.A. to get famous. Yeah. And uh, What do you go to Pittsburgh for? <laughs> oh, good cough. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle. Maybe you, you don't want to see the sun for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Escape from that. Well, that's what my dad I, did. I do, I do miss Pittsburgh. More than anything, I miss parking lots. Actually, you go to Weirton to do that. Oh, parking lots, he says. Yeah. 
allegedly. Well, he hasn't seen the sun in a while, so. Uh, I see. Yeah, it's a joke. I can make that joke. Yeah, that's, I mean, we could, should we talk about it? No, no, we're talking about parking lots. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, nobody cares. Let's not go back to my stupid The last place thing. Kevin's always dead. <laughs> wait, how, uh, did you know I'm growing up? Um, a little bit. Oh boy, we're getting into it now. We're a little bit. I mean, we've got. Everyone asked what I had to say. We got 13 minutes. I don't know. You come from a broken home. Yeah. So, you know. Parents are divorced. Doug's the only one with a safe. I'm sick of the whole, like, oh, my parents are divorced. It ruined. Like, are you crazy? Like, my parents got divorced, and people go, I remember people be like, don't you wish your parents were still together? No, no, I do like I can't imagine those two people being married and mm-hmm. living in the same house. I'm so glad they divorced when I was young and I just lived my life that way. Mm, yeah. Actually, it's yeah, I like so that. Much better than you, because what happens is you have these lunatics that say, "Well, wait till the five kids leave, and then we'll shatter the reality that they've lived in for twenty some years." Yeah. And then everyone's like, what? I, it's great. I mean, you, they're fighting for your love and they're trying to buy you over. It's like, oh, you went here with your mother or we're going here. Mm-hmm. It's wonderful. <laughs> there, I, I feel no ill will to anybody. That, like, if you could blame anything on your parents' divorce, you're the worst. It's so easy. Uh, it's so easy to have divorced parents. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, sixty percent of. It's just people. so common. It's like saying like, uh, you know, it's like saying. Doug's like, a minority. It would be I like complaining about uh, if you had like asthma nowadays. It's like, yeah, we're okay. Like they figured out how to get through that. Yeah. You know, or like, like someone, you know, it's like. Maybe 30 years ago, yeah. that would be an issue. Like, 30 years ago, if your parents got a divorce, mm-hmm. you'd be like, oh, this is bad. You know, they're a pariah. <laughs> we can't go to church anymore. Yeah, no. not well. who cares. Bunch of losers. Yeah. Yeah, I'd echo that. I just, like, <laughs> you saying, like, asthma. Like, imagine, like, the people that, like, the guys, the fuckboys, I guess, if you will, of the world that, right. like, blame, like, having intimacy issues because their parents broke up. But instead of that, it being, like, his demons are asthma. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I have asthma and broken home, so... Uh, You're really batting a thousand. You know, but, um, yeah, I don't know. I think people are so... It's quick to just blame something on something. Yeah. Well, I th- I mean, I think that if you if your parents break up at an early age, which is the nice way of saying rip your childhood to shreds. Right. It's not so much a broken home, but if you never really recognized it in the first place, it's really more like an unbuilt home to begin with. I mean, I remember my parents together and Christmases and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't know, I'm sure, I'm sure it was sad when I was a kid. But, like, after a while, I'm just like, this is fine. Yeah, I mean, how else is he supposed to be this funny, really? If yeah. you... Nobody cares. Like, your parents' divorce is not the reason that you, you know, have to... You need a Percocet to get through your day. That's not it. I yeah. promise you. That's not the reason you lack personality. Mm. You know, it's, it's, it's not their fault. I, like... Yeah, I mean... It's, it's not. It's the, it's your fault. I mean... My parents are very happy together. I know, that's great. And look at you. Yeah, right? I, You're fine. You're a sad boy. Oh, I'm fine, all right. Yeah. Fragile. Um, Am I? Yeah, you're pretty fragile. All right. 
pretty soft. I want to tell a good Doug story. I'm trying to think of a good one. Yeah, you, you're running out of time um, here. Well, there's no rush. Yeah, I, uh, this. I mean, this seems very strict. Uh, but uh, it seems like we have a real tight schedule. Do we have to get to a, a tangent? Oh, uh, we have another guest coming on after you, <laughs> so sure. we're going to have to shuffle um, you out of here. Let's see here. What's a good Doug story? I'm trying to think of when we were in college. Oh, boy. Uh, I mean... <laughs> I don't want to say anything <clears throat> too crazy, but I mean, we did we did live together for a year, and then when you weren't my roommate, you were at my <laughs> dorm room every day. Yeah, it was um, a place to be. It was. You guys you, had a nice TV. You and I had no TV. Oh man, all that I remember thinking that you were gonna die freshman year because you would come home. On the nights you would go play tennis, you come home at 11.30 at night, midnight, whatever <laughs> it was, I'd be in bed, Nick was in bed, and uh, you would make yourself like two P&Js, or like two or three helpings of ramen, a family-sized thing, you made a family-sized can of SpaghettiOs one day, and it was so disgusting, like... I I almost gag thinking about it today. You, the bowl was to the brim of of spaghetti. You microwaved it, which is disgusting. It was holy ass work. I know, but it was like, why would you bring canned goods? Like soup is one thing, but spaghetti is. It, it was, smelled like. It was a one a one pound can of spaghetti. Wait, one. Solid pound of spaghetti is in front of me. <laughs> the grossest thing was when I tried to make two packs of Easy Mac together. Yeah, you made two. And I just remember you would eat like that at about 11.30 midnight. And I think, this guy is not going to have an esophagus in the morning. <laughs> it must just be pure acid coming out of you. I mean... My stomach would be a nightmare after that. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure that's part of the reason why I no longer have an appendix. Yeah, that, or at least and then top it off, your, your, your routine at night would be come in, you would uh, maybe take a shower, you would eat two sandwiches, two helpings of ramen, you were eating for two. It just did a take whole workout. That, I was taste, hungry. Taste it with, taste it with a half a bag of sour cream and onion chips, and then what I would do? Immediately lay down on his back. It's really good for digesting if you put as much food into your body as you can within eight, nine minutes, and then lay down on your back. I'm, I'm, it's shocking that you don't have, like, lasting damage. I didn't... The, the really shocking thing was... Well, I'd argue that a lack of appendix now could be considered mm-hmm. lasting damage. But I actually lost weight that year. Which is crazy. I didn't gain the freshman 15. I lost like five pounds. Which is, I don't know how. Um, it must have all just been coming out of you. You must have been taking no nutrients in. <laughs> Probably you must have just not absorbing anything. <laughs> I mean, the school food wasn't really helping matters. Yeah, that was horrible. Um, I do remember the night Doug had a knife pulled on him. Oh, that was a fun one. That was fun. We were at a party, and uh, out of just a corner of my eye, I see someone had a knife to Doug. who was back, pushed up against the wall, and we just laughed our way out of it. Yeah. You know, we just talked our way out of it as we normally do. That's what, that is what we always That's do. all we can do is I mean, talk our way out of it. We were not good at any confrontation. 
We leave parties if it got too rough. We would uh, fire alarm would go off. Remember when the fire alarm went off sophomore year, and yes, and I met you outside, no glasses on. I had practically no clothes on. I was in I was in gym shorts and a white t-shirt and flip-flops. It was like 30 degrees. I locked myself out. I remember thinking like... That was the night that the blood was in the stairwell. Someone poured fake blood in the yeah. stairwell. That was there for a while, It too. was there for a long time. That was crazy. Wow. I just remember, And those... Those fire alarms... Because Nick like, wasn't there that weekend. Right. And I remember thinking, where is he? <laughs> and those fire alarms were like being in an air raid. Because the fire alarm would go off and it would flash in your room. It was just a strobe light. Yeah. So you'd wake up to this noise. It was a strobe light. And you'd be so disoriented. And you'd just have to... You'd have to just stumble out into the world. Yeah. And wait outside. Especially Remember, if you, you set the fire alarm on freshman year? Oh, that was one time. You it was an accident. You took your popcorn out and waved it in front of the smoke detector. And then we all had to go outside, and everyone was mad. Thank God they didn't say it was us that did it, because everyone already hated us. Because we were too cool for school. And, yeah, man. Remember when the freshman year, when the cop came into our room in the morning? Didn't say anything, looked at me, and left. And left, yeah. Remember when the lady lady brought toilet paper? Yeah. You were very aggressive about it. I was, like, yelling at them, yeah. Yeah, we had a lot of fun. Remember when I fell out of bed? Do you remember that? Because you almost fell into mine, didn't you? I fell into your desk. Yeah, it was crazy. Uh, we had we had wild times. We Sounds did like we it. We had a lot of fun. Yeah. We had uh, a lot of laughs. You had a big knife under your bed. Yeah, I still have it. I have a sword under my bed now. <laughs> um, if anybody comes looking. What kind? But uh, like a little... Cutlass. Uh, I was really hoping it was a katana. No, I always wanted a katana. If anybody's listening to this and wants to buy me a katana, you have the. Uh, uh, it's an open invitation. First person that buys me a katana will get a personal shout out from me on Instagram, and I will uh, I will write a joke about it and credit you. Does it have to be real, or could it be a toy katana? No, it should be real should but doesn't need to be if it's not a real katana i want a real small katana <laughs> the little katana <laughs> like a like a little letter opener yeah like the little swords you know they carry like the, the big pfft. ones yeah it, like there's like three sizes i yeah. want one of them give me one of them um <laughs> one of each yeah but uh, we did have a lot walk around of, like a ronin and we went to college to get when we went to, while we were in college and we went to pit yeah we really just latched on to each other. Yeah, it was safe. You were safe because mm-hmm. you had a big knife. Mm-hmm. Anything else, Kev? Um, he's doing he's doing press for I'm us doing right press, now. Yeah, do press. I'm pressing. Pressing hard um, the paint. Um, I'm trying to think what else I could talk about from our heydays. I mean, we graduated early. It's true, both of together. us. Together. We graduated early. We, we were graduated together. We were first to be out of school and have a lot of free time. Because neither of, of us time. entered the workforce right away. No. Uh, not full-time, at least. And we had part-time jobs. But yeah. neither of us entered full-time workforce. Um, 
Jeez, I'm trying to think, like, what happened to us after college? What did we do? Did we do anything? I think we just... No, not really. I mean, I know, I remember just going down to Oakland still, because we had friends yeah. there. Yeah. We just continue to go. Yeah. Which was fun. Um, sure, no. I remember, I, I always think, like, man, I, met, I missed when I was in college, and then at one day I was just like, I could come down here and not be in college. Well, yeah. Like, you don't have to be under the stress of college. You never age out of going to the city. Yeah, right. We should go down one day. Yeah. Um, yeah. We had a lot of fun. A lot of laughs. Um, lot of, nope. Oh, I know a fun story. Okay. Uh, when I took you to that reading so I could get extra credit. You want to tell her? Sure. I can fill in. So, uh, was that, I guess it was sophomore year, Mm -hmm. I think. Um, as an English major, we had these opportunities to get extra credit by going to, like, these readings that would happen. And this one was happening, like, after dinner the one day at a certain time. And we showed up there on time. Yeah, it was started at 8 o'clock. We probably walked in at 8 o'clock in yeah. five seconds. One of those things. And first thing we notice is everyone's already sitting down. Also, there are no open seats left. There are no seats. Um, but we're yeah. in and they've closed the doors. Yeah, so there's no coming back. And also, all the seats are facing the doors. So it's not like you can just walk in and be like, not for me. Right. And bounce out. Um... So we go to the back of the room, sit on the floor because that's all we can do. Cannot see anything. We cannot see who's speaking. We're looking at the backs of students. We were, I was promised if I went, there was refreshments, there was a cookie table, there was eight cans of Coke. I got a can of Coke, but I could not open it because it was so quiet in there while they were doing this reading. It would have made a noise. I mean, we just sat on the ground, not watching anything. I went to go with you. I went, I went to be with you and support you. Yes. And then this woman gets up who spoke with some sort of whistling southern accent. If, for the, for the family guy heads out there, just imagine Herbert the pervert. Right. And she just told graphic stories, I feel like. There's just, something about like an electric bush. Yeah, yeah and like having yeah. having uh, like intimacy in an old age. It was all very odd, <laughs> and and we were in there for like an hour, <laughs> and just sitting in the back, not seeing what was going on, listening. It was like it would be like if you were trapped inside a bad audio book, and they said you can't leave. You leave. You you're trapped with these headphones on. And, and you also can't have anything to drink because it's too loud and uh, the, don't be comfortable. The entire time, I am silently, or as silently as I could possibly be, dying of laughter. Because this was, this was like my second or third one of these I went to, and it was nothing like the first two. Yeah. And I just look at Colin, and he has this look on his face the entire time where it's like a smile, but... The smile that's brought on when you taste something and it's disgusting, but, but you, one you, of your friends made it, right. so you're trying to show you, support. You don't want to spit it out in front of them and say, mm. <laughs> Good. Really, really good. 
good. And it was really a blessing that the readers could not see us. Sure. They would be offended. But I was laughing. <laughs> I mean, was, Literally was, the moment we, we sat down. a lot of crazy things. You and I, I will say, of all our friends that went to um, Pitt Johnstown, mm-hmm. you and I were the only two that ever ventured off to the extracurriculars. The nightlife. Uh, yeah, to, to the, and not like parties by any means, but uh, just of like the student organization things. We like, went to a political <laughs> debate the one time. We did. We went to a political debate. We dressed up. We did. For the political debate. That's we true. dressed up. We, we were like excited to go. That was fun. We would go to breakfast together. Yeah. I ran out of dining dollars because of that. I did not budget a breakfast <laughs> every day. You know what it was is I just comedians and cars just came out. I remember thinking breakfast is such a cool meal, and it convinced me to go have breakfast with you every day. And it was probably the reason why I would put on several pounds in college and <laughs> run out of money uh, because I was having an extra meal that I would have just slept through. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and we went to we went to see improv. We groups did. we saw stand up oh geez we saw the machine gun preacher oh the machine gun preacher i have to hear about the fucking machine gun preacher every time we drive to new york city he's a yeah. machine gun because we drive past the uh the harley davidson ranch like he owned or whatever yeah. or worked at yeah fucking mm-hmm. deep valley happy preacher. valley team ream oh god that's yeah. true uh Penn state's a machine cult. gun preacher what else did we see do you guys ever drive to the big city of indiana when you're out there, I never made it up there. Oh, I was I was only in Indiana, Pennsylvania, a couple times, and it was uh, was not anything. Nick went up there a few times, didn't he? Yeah, I'm a yeah. big fan. It's a charming little city. Yeah, people die there though. Well, yeah, sure. And I can tell you exactly where, like on what part of the street that they die in. Yes. Yeah, it's interesting. They always get hit by the same car. In Johnstown. The only people that died died in a massive flood that killed two thousand people, and no one has ever died there since. Opioid epidemic in the city of Johnstown. That's true. But uh, that makes sense. We didn't go. We weren't in Johnstown as much as we were near it. Wow. But yeah, we did a lot of fun. We went to a lot of fun things together. We have a lot of good lines from college. That's true. A lot of good lines. That is true. But. Huh. Yeah. We we fell in with an interesting crowd. Yeah. A lot of rednecks. Yeah, we were a lot of Augie Duggies. Truly. They probably get that joke. A lot of people that wanted to be nurses and engineers. That was big nursing school, big engineering. Oh, and none of them were qualified. Hmm. And uh, you're just like, what? Yeah. But uh, we did have fun. Hey, that's the name of the show. We did have fun. And we tried. And that's really, when you go to college, that's what's important. Yeah. You got to have fun. Yeah, Fuck. what are you really there for? Fucking education. We walked into, remember we just kind of assimilated ourselves into that, that one party at the, when Nick was gone? We just said, hey, we're coming. Yes. Kasoko wasn't there. A friend of ours had a... a, a and who cares? Nobody cares. They, they were friends with us, too, though. At this point. Um, but I'll tell it for myself. Yes. So we went, yeah, like... We are one buddy who is friends with... Oh, you'd be surprised what people listen to. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. The, people in France are like, what's mm-hmm. this place? Basically, two of our mutual... Our, our two of our friends that made us mutual acquaintances to everybody else in this house were out of the town or yeah. at another party. And we were like so bored. We are like, let's just go. Let's just go and say hi. They know us kind of. They know who we are. 
We went there. We had a great time. It was the one life of the, of the party. Oh, yeah. It was one of the funnest. We just walked in and and everyone was like, "Bro, what are you guys doing here?" Yeah, sure, come in. Yeah. And uh, we had a hoot. We had such a. We that's when we went to McDonald's. Oh yeah. He drove some uh, guy's car and he tried to get a gun out of it. Yeah, because the gun was under the driver's seat, <laughs> and he called me Doug Funny. That's constantly. original. Yeah. And it was something like, you want to see something really funny, reach under your seat. And I was pretty certain of what was under the seat. So I was like, no, I don't think I want to do that. And then he reached under the seat, or was trying to, but my legs were in the way because I was driving his car. Yeah, it was real fun. And then someone got an absurd amount of ketchup at McDonald's. Yeah, Brad. Beautiful Brad. Who saved Colin's life Yeah, it's so funny. It's it's so funny. (laughs) You almost died that one time. I don't think I was there for that when you got in the fight. Yeah, and by that I mean there was a fight that I just in, I, assimilated like Colin because he was nearby. Like it, I was nearby and a fight broke out that I was kind of in, and this guy Brad, beautiful Brad as we called him, literally pulled me out of it by like my waistband. He was like, like "Whoa, there, young fella!" He just pulled me out, and I was like, "Thank God," because uh, I would have died. You would have. Uh, yeah. I wonder where he's at. That's we funny. We had fun. And we, we continue to have fun. Yeah. That's so. fun. Well, oh, man. I guess we can start the wrapping up process, yeah. huh? Is there anything else you want to address? Is there no. anything else you want to address? I no, I just, you know, for giggles, do you have a do you have a fun road story to leave us off? From the comedy scene. I, mean, I wish scene. you would have asked me this. I have more than one. Um... I let's see. Uh, I'm trying to think. Okay, I'll give you the. I'll give you. I'll give you three, two or three options. You tell me which one. Um, I did a high school prom. I did a fashion show. Oh. Or I did a show where I ended up being for a coke dealer. All right, Doug. You want to convene on this one, or what do you think? I've. I'm pretty sure I've heard all of these, and they are all great stories. Okay. So which one do we not want? Like, just take one off the board. Say them again. High school prom, fashion show, Coke dealer. Um, I think fashion show and Coke dealer stay. Okay. So you be you be fashion show, I'll be Coke dealer. We're going to rock, paper, scissors, okay? All right. You can always just edit anything. If you had to make this short, I could tell both, and you could just edit out. What you, you can tell both, and we'll keep them in. All right. Our right. longest episode was like two hours and four minutes. What was the so. One hour. I'll just tell both quick. Okay. All right. You can um, tell all three if you'd like. Uh, that's all right. Uh, so, okay, the prom, I'll start with the prom one. We'll work up to Coke dealers. So. Isn't that how it always I, works? Yeah. <laughs> I, it really is. Montour represents. <laughs> yeah. So, I got a call um, when I was like. Maybe a year into comedy, I would have said yes to anything, and um, I just got a call from my dad's, a friend of my dad's, and he just said, hey, I want to hire you as a comic to do a show. Um, you know, it's kind of like a different thing, but my daughter, it's her prom, and when I have like something funny, and when you involved, and I, I just blindly said yes, and I, I told him, just give me $50. Which was criminal, uh, <laughs> criminally low, and he said, "I need you for about forty-five minutes to be with us." I said, "Yeah, sure." I, I mean, I, I didn't know what was going to happen, 
So I meet them at Phipps Conservatory. I get to Phipps Conservatory. He says, well, well, you get there before me. He shows up and, and he tells me the plan is that he's bringing his daughter and her six friends to Phipps Conservatory, which is a big greenhouse, to take pictures for their prom, their high school prom. And I'm supposed to follow them around and tell jokes. <laughs> and... <laughs> I mean, you're like, oh my God. what? Like, when you start to hear it, you're like, no, 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 no. What? Like, and, and then I find out that he has not told them. He, This is a surprise. So he pulls up in a big black SUV. He gets out. He's in a tuxedo. I'm sitting on the bench outside of the conservatory. His, daughter's, his daughter comes out. Her friends, all dressed in gowns. They're all like, oh, the parents are there. They're very excited. He walks up and he goes, hey, it's my buddy Colin. He's a comedian. He's going to entertain us a little bit. Go ahead. Go ahead. And then she says, go ahead is to like start the show. <laughs> so I'm standing outside. I'm doing crowd work. I'm just like, oh, man, homework, huh? Homework stinks. God, I hate homework. Uh, algebra. When they start putting all these shapes into this? <laughs> and, uh, and, and just like, it's so bad. It's so bad. And then we go on. We go into the conservatory and... And we get on an elevator, and I'm just pushing buttons on the elevator, like, just thinking that'll be funny. I'm, I'm making dumb jokes. I'm finding, like, dumb little things to hand them. Like, they had, like, kid toys for one part, so I'm just handing them all toys to be like, so I'll get a picture with the goofy toys. <laughs> and I'm, like, photobombing them. I mean, essentially, what he was looking for was a clown. Yeah. He was looking for a birthday clown or someone to make balloon animals. And instead, he got a comedian with one-year experience. And it was so bad that one of the moms finally said to me, we would like to get some serious photos. <laughs> Please leave them alone. Like, because like, I was ruining all of their pictures, what she was telling me. Um, and that's what you were there for. Yeah, eventually he just said, a tough crowd, huh? And gave me my $50, and I left. And it was... I'm not kidding. Like, I drove from that to another show. I just thought, like, what? What have I done? <laughs> what What has led me to this? It was a real high and a low at the same time. Yeah. Uh, and then the other story is about... Um, we did this show uh, out of... Uh, north of Pittsburgh. And it was at this big hotel banquet hall... And it's for this guy who owns the banquet hall and books stuff there. And it's a Christmas party kind of thing. It's a big party that we go in. There's raffle tickets and we're eating dinner in this big conference room. All this good Italian food. And, and they say, okay, Colin, you're going to start the show. You'll MC. Okay. And the guy, there's this guy, I don't want to say his name, but he's walking around in a suit coat selling raffle tickets. And I'm trying to figure out, like, what time are we starting the show? Is there any announcements he wants me to make? And he's very just like, yeah, yeah, yeah forget about it, kind of guy. <laughs> and at one point, he's making some jokes about people need to buy more raffle tickets. And he just says, like, hey, don't mess with me. He yells at somebody and opens up his coat jacket to reveal he has a handgun <laughs> just in his waistband. It's right there. And um, so, all right, so that's alarming. <laughs> um and and then he's like 
like selling raffle tickets and he's like, we're going to start right now. So they go, he goes up on stage and goes, all right, all right, you guys, everyone be quiet. We're going to have some comedy. Make sure you buy tickets and we're going to have the raffle later. And, all right, what do you say? Ready to do this, Connor? Come on up here, Connor. <laughs> now, if you're not listening closely, my name is Colin. Uh, and he's now called me Connor. So I have a lot of jokes about myself. So now I'm like, like, am I going to correct him? Am I just going to go by Connor? And uh, I start doing, like, crowd work. I'm bombing horribly. The guy's walking around selling tickets during my set. He's yelling. He's like, who needs two? Who needs two tickets? <laughs> and I'm, like, being like, so, uh, it's so funny when you go to McDonald's and they're like, here's your order. And it's like, oh, thanks. You know, like, it's just horrible. <laughs> it was going so bad. And I'm trying to work the crowd and the crowd is rowdy. And I'm like... What are you doing for a living, sir? And he's like, I'm a steam fitter. And he's like, what do you do? He's like, I'm in plumbing. And you're like, okay. Uh, and so then I go to bring on the next comedian. And he's nowhere to be found. My buddy Ray is telling me from the back, he's giving me the hand signal to stretch. He's telling me to stretch. And I am out of material. I have no more material to do. So what do I do? I go back into the crowd. I'm talking. I'm just like, hey, you look silly. Hey, you guys, I'm, I'm a big loser, right? <laughs> look at me. Big dumb idiot. Like, I'm just, like, just sabotaging myself. So then the guy that's next, he comes barreling through the door. He's like, I'm here. I'm like, okay, keep it going for Tony. And Tony goes on stage. And, uh... I eventually, I'm like, what is going on here? Was this guy selling raffle tickets? He has a gun. These people are all crazy. And we find, we put it together. And the guy who booked us was a huge Coke dealer um, for the Pittsburgh area. And not only that, but these were all like his friends and clients. And, and the... There was some connection with organized crime, and like <laughs> we're like we're like sitting in this hotel conference room, like what are we doing here? Like this guy's a gun, this is a coke dealer. We're, we haven't been paid. We're like I'm freaking out. I'm like like I'm, I, he called me Connor. I made fun of him. Like, <laughs> like I don't know what's gonna happen. So eventually. The next comic goes up, and the crowd's getting more rowdy. And then the last comic goes up, and a fight breaks out during the last comic set. The last comic, his mom's in the crowd. She can't hear. She's telling this other lady to be quiet. This fight breaks out, breaks into the hotel lobby. Now the hotel's like, we're calling the cops. Like, nobody call the cops. You're right back in here. <laughs> we get our money. I go out a back door. I'm like, I'm leaving right now. I... I I left as quickly as I could get the money and, and got out of there. And I just remember thinking, there is no way they could ever do this again. And they booked comedy shows there for a year. <laughs> like, they had a monthly show there for... And I was like, this is... This is horrible. This is the <laughs> worst place. Oh, it was so bad. It was, it was, it was crazy. Uh, wow. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, those are two stories. That's amazing. To have been in that audience. It was crazy. Like, I just remember thinking, when I was on stage, I'm bombing so hard, and there's nothing I can do to save it. These people don't want to hear me. And and this guy's just screaming over me about tickets. It's like, he does not want me here. It sounds very Italian. Yeah, it was very just... It was like we interrupted a party. <laughs> uh, they should not have had comedy. But, yeah. Uh, that was, it was, it was... At the moment, it was not fun. And it's fun to look back on, but like, you're like, man, I, I 
I think that's how most good stories go. Yeah. At the moment, it's probably it's like, hell on earth. I think I made thirty dollars. Those are the like, joys of the road. Hey, I've been saying it. He's been saying it. He gets it. He does. Real ones now. Yeah. Well, I mean, as per tradition, it's always best to just skip the last twenty minutes of our episodes to get the good content. Yeah. Yeah, you might have put that in front. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, people listen to us. Good. In France, they do. Yeah, and Germany. And one person in Germany. If you are listening right now, send us a tweet or an Instagram to uh, our Instagrams or Twitter, so we know that you are you actually have heard this. Yes. And if that's the case, we will we'll do something nice for you. We'll yeah. send you something from Doug's house. There's a lovely. 2015 snow globe that I'm yeah. looking at. Yeah, we, we noticed uh, you don't have Lindor truffles, but he does have, what do you have? I have mini Hershey bars. So there you go. It's just as good. It's just okay. as good. Um, but hey, you know what? I usually ask this to, to Doug, but yeah. I'm going to ask Colin because you're our guest and you're a friend of the pod and we love you. Be our guest. Um, Be our guest. Did you have fun tonight? I had a blast. Good. It was a lot of fun. You guys have a great podcast. I wish you nothing but success. Um, um, you know, a little bit of a pre-show um, scheduling might help. Uh, you know. Wow, he's gonna critique us. She's no, I'm the show. Wow, kidding, I'm kidding. I like the free form. Let me um, ask you a follow-up question. Please. Would you come back? I would love to come back. There you have I it. would like to. I would. I would be a regular guest if I could. We can make it happen. We probably could make it happen. We could so, Skype you. Yeah. We could Facetime you. Yeah. yeah. We could write you letters and you could write us letters and we would read those letters in your voice yes yeah. we would do our best impression yeah at the same time I'm calling this is my letter to the pod as a Jewy Fred Armisen character <laughs> because you're from New York so you have a New York accent now oh okay that's true alright you're well, from I would, New York I would love to come back this Good. is a lot of fun and I hope everybody listens I'm sure. Well, I mean, since we're going to plaster your name, a la Robin Williams, to Aladdin all over this shit, uh, yes. I'm sure we'll, we'll... I think there's been some misunderstanding about how my career is going. Our subscribers are going to boost. At be... him, at Colin underscore comedy. Two L's, important. Yeah, two, two L's. L's. Yeah. Colin. Oh, that phony with the one L. It's also ColinComedy.com, which I don't have anything up on. She wants, I don't know. Mm. You should put some nudes up there. That's working well. Feet pics work well these yeah. days. Picks. Feet pics. Show feet. Uh huh. Show feet. If anybody's listening in Omaha, I'll be at the Omaha Funny Bone. There you go. Yeah. February 22nd, 23rd, 24th, something like that. Yeah. Well, the people in Illinois in might LA, get those dates. If anyone's in LA, the last weekend of February, I'll be in LA. The, the, actually, the last week of February, I'll be in LA and. San Luis Abisbo. Abisbo. <laughs> so Boom. come see me there. Okay. Right, bad news. There's no one listening in Nebraska. That's okay. But there's still time. I hope so. That's still time. Um, well, then, that being said, I think that it's safe to say that I've been Kevin. It is safe to say that. Yeah. It's equally safe to say, and Colin knows this, that I have always been Doug. Mm-hmm. And who are you? I'm Colin. All right. See? Right to the point. I'm so happy. You love it? That Colin is here right now. I'm so happy Colin's here, too. I'm this so glad good. you could Thank make you it. This is good. This is good for me. 
Thank you for coming on. Thanks. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, I think then that being said, remember, invite us to your parties. Yes. And what else do we usually... I think that's it. Yeah. Did it's you... basically just an elongated version of that. Yeah. Yeah. Any event, really. Really. Bar mitzvahs. Bar mitzvahs. Yeah, I mean, any anything. Just no cocaine-fueled Marriott parties. I mean, I'm not opposed to it. I think we if Doug goes, I legally have to go. Is, but. Was there a dance floor there, Colin? Probably somewhere. Then I would find it. All right. All right. Well, then, in that case, um, thanks for listening. And then, uh, you know, we've got an exciting couple of months lined up, guys. We're, we're going in the right direction here. Did you say goys? I did say goys. Okay. I went to say guys, and I went to say boys at the same time, but it came out goys. Fella! So, all right, guys, we'll see you in the next one. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.